Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Checking in on the Big Show star phone today is a guy who's got Grammys hanging around at his house. He's sold over 130 million records and believe it or not, 21 top 40 hits. And now he's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And on top of that, he's an FOBS friend of the Big Show's John Bon Jovi. Good morning. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, everybody. I got a list in front of me, and I see the name Chuck Berry. I see the Beatles. I see Elvis Presley, the Rolling Stones, Buddy Holly. And then there's a little band from New Jersey that will be firmly ensconced in Cleveland in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is that amazing or not? Absolutely. It's humbling. You know, I'm, come to think of it, I'm probably the youngest guy or pretty darn close to it. You know, but it, it's humbling when you strum a tennis racket or a broomstick as a kid. The, the wildest dream you have is to make a record. So, you know, to be here 34 years later and, and talking about Songwriters Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, all the things that we've done over the years, it's just, uh, it's humbling. It's funny, I was driving in this morning and I was thinking about the times, you know, many moons ago, when you actually played like in a little bar or a coffee house by yourself, just you and a guitar, and they had your name out front, and I think they misspelled it at that time, or at least maybe you used the, you know, your other name then. But it was kind of fun. I think I bet he didn't have any idea that one day he would be in there with all those other people. No, it was well way above my pay grade. You know, I mean, any kid, like I said, wanted to make a record. The dream about going to the places where we've been was beyond anyone's expectation. You're a guy who really appreciates the fans and the things that you've achieved. And I can't even imagine what it's like when you go on one of those big stages in Europe or some foreign country and there's like 40,000 screaming fans out there and you're thinking, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> How <did> this happen? <laughs> God has a, a, a way of playing tricks on you because... As you get to a place where you can play to the 40, 50, 60,000 people, he then messes with your eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, John, Scott was saying yesterday that in addition to your incredible talent, the thing that has always amazed him about you is you never stopped working and really believing in this. And Did it feel like work or was it just a love of the game? Well, you know, I mean, the love fuels you so that you go out and you're, you're willing to work. Work. But it, it takes, you don't think that Tom Brady wakes up in the morning and throws touchdown passes. He's <laughs> at practice yeah. every single day. You know, I mean, uh, you're catching me between the workout and the singing lesson that happens daily. Oh. 34 years into it, this is my regiment. So it's just, that's life. I don't wake up any day and think, oh, great, I'm going to write a song today. 
Every day you got to work at it. We're talking to John Bon Jovi, who's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And don't forget, tickets for his concerts go on sale this morning at 10 a.m. I want to go back to a conversation we had many years ago, because it always interests me that people who have the success that you have, people forget that they had to start somewhere. Tell everybody where you wrote, You Give Love a Bad Name. Wow. We used to take turns between my house as the primary home base or Richie's mother's house, as depending on the record. But on the third album, Slippery When Wet, that song was written in Richie's parents' basement <laughs> next, to the, next to the washing machine. <laughs> yeah. In Sexy. A, just a cinder block cement basement, unfinished, wow. you know, with, next to the, the laundry machine on two <laughs> kitchen chairs. I love that. That's so great. I guarantee you there's people listening right now, girls and guys, who want to be in a band, or they are in a band, and think about that for a second. Here yeah. they are, Richie and John, in the basement of this Richie's monster song. mother, and you're <laughs> next to the Whirlpool washing machine, yeah. waiting for the spin cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I may be a matter of weeks or a month later, then there comes Wanted Dead or Alive, you know, uh, or Never Say Goodbye, or, I mean, the Slippery album. It was written in Richie's mother's basement in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Wow. Now, speaking of Richie, I know it's a touchy question, and and I know you're tired of hearing about it, but have you guys talked yet about the Hall of Fame, or are you just going to surprise everybody? <laughs> no, he's been invited. Uh, we've emailed back and forth. He was uh, in Australia, and so we've emailed back and forth, and I, I've certainly reached out and invited him to come as a we have also with Alec uh, Such, who was the original bass player. Right. Do you feel it'll be positive? Is, Absolutely. Is... I, you know, look, I'll say it for the hundredth time. He wasn't fired. Uh, there was no animosity. There was never a fight. He had some, you know, things that he had to work through, and he just chose not to show up anymore. I think it's that long-haired blonde girl that's screwing him up. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I know nothing. He just didn't show up for work anymore. So, look, there was never an ill word. Between us, and none of us in the band have seen us uh, him in, in nearly five years. Wow. But, uh, you know, we, we all the power to him, and he's coming, and, well, you know, we look forward to seeing him. Now, tickets for the uh, This House Is Not For Sale Tour Part 2 go on sale this morning at 10 a.m., and I know the album was great, but there's a rumor going around there may be another song on the album. Yeah, a couple, as a matter of fact, ah. you know. I didn't, in honesty, I didn't tour the record like I would usually tour a record. You go around the globe and you support it and you release a bunch of singles. But it was a shorter tour. It was a total maybe of 40 shows. And so we thought, let's go back out and do another 30. Um, but the record's a year old. And as we've been writing, and, I, and short of an album, I thought these two songs could represent a microcosm of where I'd be today. And one of them is called When We Were Us, and it's, uh, you know, it's well, really about it. the Hall of Fame and the idea yeah. of everything that I look back on and think fondly of. And another one is more of a social messaging song, and it's called Walls, and it's, you know, evident about what that's about. When We Were Us could uh, be taken a lot of different ways. For instance, a couple who are on the rocks and trying to get back together, too. Maybe. But it's you know it was written. That's the beautiful thing about a song is you're you're able to interpret it when you're the listener 
and make it your own. Yeah. And that, that's happened for us many, many times. But in this case, it was written from perspective of the band. So how's this going to work? You and Howard, and you're going to take Dorothea, and you'll take his wife, and <laughs> get on one of those Bon Jovi jets, and head up to Cleveland, and it's going to be April the 14th, and it won't be live on the air that night. No, I know. I think HBO, uh, if I'm not mistaken, broadcasts it, but uh, uh, I don't know, shortly thereafter. They don't tell you much, guys, to be honest with you. You get a phone call, they tell you you're in. Be there. And they give you the date. And they tell you it's you and your wife get a ticket. And they say, see you then. And that's it. That's as much as I know. They got to give Howard a ticket. Well, they're going to give Howard a ticket. But they they don't tell you how many songs you play. They don't tell you when to come. They don't tell you about a sound check. I know nothing. Hey, I'm Bon Jovi. I'm out here in the parking lot. Let me in. Yeah, somebody let me in. I'm going in tonight. Let me in there. Hey, man. Great talking to you. 10 a.m. this morning. Tickets on sale for the This House Is Not For Sale Part 2 Tour. John, thanks for checking in, man. Always, Scott. You guys are the best. Thank you for everything. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.